I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Happy holidays. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us, as always, is the ILB team. We've got uh, Padre Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. The doctor. Aloha. And Tom on the uh, soundboard. Check one, two, check. Thank you for joining us. If appropriate, we hope you have also poured yourself a cold beer, preferably tonight, a stout. So tonight we are going to be focusing on some unique stouts we've been collecting over the last few weeks for this podcast. And our theme to go with our stouts tonight, stubbornness. Nice, Tom. Yeah. Icon of stubbornness. Rocky. And we are drinking a Guinness stout to start off the night. And yes... It would be better if it was on draft. Yes, it would be better if we were in a pub. And yes, it would be better if we were in Ireland. But Guinness Stout is a fantastic stout, even when store-bought, poured out of a bottle. And we can use this tonight, gentlemen, as our measuring stick for our drafts tonight. Um, We can decide if it's at, above, or below a bottled Guinness line. Perfect. And I I don't think we need to give cheers, but I don't think we need to give notes on Guinness Stout. Guinness, right. Uh, listeners, if you haven't ever had Guinness, hit pause now, go out, get one, get one. Yeah, right. Get one. And we're a little embarrassed for you, but let's remedy the situation. <laughs> haste post haste yeah. and get back to what we're doing here tonight. In the meantime, we'll hit social media plugs while they go out and get themselves a Guinness. You must know, since you're listening right now, we are on Spotify as well as Apple music, Facebook, and Podbean. Please subscribe. Please rate us. Uh, leave a comment. Share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Like and follow us on social media. We are closing in on 2,000 downloads. How close, Joe? 23 away. Thank you. Oh, Thank oh, you. So close. I'm going to add, you know, put it in your Christmas letter this year. I did um, to subscribe and, and listen to I Like Beer nice. Podcast. Hey, people want to hear. Spread if, the word. If you've got those those people that just hard, stu- speaking of stubborn, hard yeah. to buy a gift for, for, this is the gift. This is yeah, the gift. This is yeah. the gift. Yeah. gift. Yeah. I, sub- yeah. I took your phone and I subscribed for you. <laughs> 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 and we're looking for those 2,000 downloads. We're going to make it, gentlemen. Uh, we are so close. We need your help. Get out there and share. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I like beer, the Poe one. And I like beer, the Ta one. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I like beer, the podcast. You can Direct message us through any of those formats. Go old school. Shoot us an email at I like beer the podcast at gmail.com. And all, as always, uh, open seat here for local untapped legend Mike Lopez. The countdown is on because word has it he will be here for our first podcast of 2020. Are you guys like me? I, I haven't been sleeping at night. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited. And I've had people come down the hall at work saying, is it true and can we stop by? <laughs> <laughs> Except that, should start selling tickets. Except the doctor. He doesn't he's believe not he, he doesn't real. exist. <laughs> he's not real. It's a bunch of people got together. They had all their <laughs> I think I believe ratings. he is bringing a friend. So, yeah, so there uh, you go. I will it will be a unique night and our holiday beer gift exchange. We've got a couple of uniques tucked away for Mr. Lopez as well, but there is some small chance that by the time we see him in a few days He's probably had them. He'll probably have had yeah, them. Yeah. Um, talent I'm assuming. You did research for us on stouts? Yeah, so for the educational part of the uh, podcast tonight, uh, let's talk about stout. So uh, here in my extensive research for this week, uh, 
The first known word or use of the word stout was to describe beer, actually, in England in 1677. Um, and the connotation there was that a stout beer was a strong beer. Um, so the expression stout porter was first applied during the 18th century to strong versions of a porter. Um, and then stout really only meant strong again and related to any kind of beer um, as long as it was the sh- a strong version. So in the UK, it was possible at, at the time to find stout pale ales, for example. And then later, stout was eventually be associated only with porters and became a synonym for dark beers. So then milk stouts became popular in Great Britain following the First World War. But then their popularity declined. And uh, as, as, you know, I guess late as the mid-1980s, uh, there, in a survey of brewers, uh, it was found that just 29 brewers were still making um, milk stouts. So it kind of fallen off. But uh, today... Stouts are making a huge comeback with a new generation of drinkers and products thanks to uh, craft and regional brewers. Um, and so you can find a variety of stouts. We have a variety tonight, and, and you can find them in, in breweries everywhere now. So it's kind of nice to make them come, uh, as a comeback because they're a great beer. Um, and like I said, I think Guinness is, the, is kind of the, the threshold, so it'll be kind of fun tonight to see how they, they match up to, to the Guinness. And, and you've got some types, of, so we got the milk stouts, yep. the Irish stouts. Oatmeal stouts, which are also sometimes breakfast stout, chocolate stouts, pastry stouts, oyster stout, and then the uh, ever-dangerous uh, Russian imperial stout. I've been reading about those, so we've given a couple shout-outs to John Hull's book, uh, Drink Beer, Think Beer, but I've been reading Jeff Allworth, who uh, Mr. Hull recommends strongly, his uh, beer Bible. So I've just finished 15 pages on reading about stouts. Stout, so, very good. Yeah. So, so you're I, an expert now. I'm pretty much a tweed jacket away from being a bona fide beer scholar. Nice. nice. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> to other people it. doing lots of hard work for <laughs> <Yes>. us. <laughs> Do you have uh, preferences for your, your stouts, doctor? Oh, yeah. I'm, I love liking the milk stouts because, you know, beer is not just for breakfast anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Talent, you get a, a stout preferences. Um, I, you know, I actually like pretty much all kinds of them. I, I, you know, sometimes the the imperial stout can be a bit heavy for me, depending on the time of the evening. I do find it's a good beer to have later. Sometimes after you've had a few warm ups, right. it's not a good place to start the evening. But uh, as I I'm, actually really enjoy all of them. As I'm learning to sip, I'm, I'm liking the imperial stout. Yeah. That chocolate mint one we had at Mother Earth that tasted Ooh. like uh, like. Um, the Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was, yeah. that was so pretty that was But I, I brought a couple really tonight good. that I, I was pretty excited about and excited to try, and I'm excited to try what you guys have brought. What about you, Joe? You ever get away from Belgians and Sours to I, try stout? Occasionally. Chocolate stouts I like, and black and tans. I like my, my stout with something else. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Tom? I'm right there with the Padre. I'm a chocolate fiend, so chocolate stouts are right yeah. up my alley. I was going to ask about black and tans, actually, yeah. if, if that was something. I, I love black and yeah, tans. Yeah, Or ha- you have a preference? Black and tans over half and halves? I'd go black and tan. Yeah, yeah, I think black and tan. Okay. Yeah. I really can't tell the difference after the first couple. And <laughs> someone's right. going to be really mad that I just said that on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can totally tell uh, the difference. Yeah. And the first but one. I don't, yes. Yeah. Yes. Of after course. the fourth or fifth, <laughs> they start to blend. The first blind taste test. So we have stouts tonight and also our theme of stubbornness. So I've got a few words on stubbornness. Uh, stubbornness can be a great strength or a terrible weakness depending upon how it's applied. The line between conviction and obstinance can be a tricky one to define. Uh, dogged determination, stick to perseverance are all character strengths admired in people we all know that have navigated, navigated obstacles, weathered storms, found ways to accomplish their dreams. However, pig-headedness, unwillingness to be reasonable, flexible, face change or facts or concern for others creates a type of singularly unpleasant type of person we've all also known. 
and I can tell by the way you're looking at me, you realize I have been both, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> daily. <laughs> uh, my heroes have often been of the stubborn, stick-to-their-guns type, and there's just something about that willingness to sacrifice for convictions. So stubbornness can be good, it can be self-destructive, and it can be a whole lot of fun to watch. <laughs> Also related, on this date, December 23rd, 1975, Congress passed the Metric Conversion Act. I want to connect this to stubbornness. This is a fine example of American stubbornness. Because you remember when we were, we were in school, school yep. they told us. We're, we're switching to metric. Yeah. Every year, yeah, you yeah, better learn the metric system. Yeah. It, you, the inches, feet, yards, they won't exist by the time you're yeah. an adult. Yeah. Still warning waiting. us that there's the only way we'd ever be able to navigate our world is if we learn the metric system. And we said... No, no. Right. <laughs> a resounding no. Why would we convert to a simple, logical, and easy to remember system of weights and measures when we have a convoluted, messy, and highly illogical system of our own? That's right. Uh-huh. I, be- I believe we're still the only country that does not use the metric system. We're also the only country that has put men on the moon. That's a good point. Uh, what is that? <laughs> is that a direct link? Yes. Uh, yes. Is that ironic? Uh-huh. Don't you think? That okay. could be. I but they probably use metrics in the oh, science. Okay. Uh, our generation knew, even back as kids that if we switched if we gave in if we were anything less than doggedly stubborn the terrorists would win it's true yes yeah, you cannot embolden the terrorists <laughs> so here's the stubbornness in all its forms there you go cheers. Cheers. cheers so we had to go beer hunting for some stouts which now uh gave us a chance to learn a little bit about some new beer, beers and breweries as we'd like to share with you guys tonight and uh, now that we've established a guinness line uh let's compare the first of these uh stouts so who, what do we have first oh here we go let me find it. Well, I was getting so excited about talking about stubbornness, I could have been opening a bottle of beer. I'm going to pass this around and tell you about our first beer. Thank this is you. Lost Coast Eight Ball Stout, an English oatmeal stout. Eureka's Lost Coast claims this stout is bold as hell and robust as can be. Roasted malts balanced with heavy hops. So we'll get a, one of these around. So I think the first one of the things I always like about stouts is just kind of how they pour. You know, so you get right. that, that kind of that rich, dark color and usually a very nice um, head to them. Important to get a little head on the, on the uh, pour. Ooh. I, I love stouts, Tom, so I've just opened my own bottle. <laughs> is he passing me the last couple I, sips? I went to pass it to him and he's opening his own there. <laughs> I love that. It is good. Joe's stuff. saying, pass it back. Pass, pass it, it back. back. So this is I thick the head and on creamy. Mine. Love it. Roasted hints of that, that coffee, bittersweet chocolate flavors in there. Not so heavy. To be a meal. I can definitely drink multiple glasses of this beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? Thank you, Lost Coast. I think it's, it's, it's definitely um, thicker than the Guinness. I feel like the Guinness is, is lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's at the Guinness line. It's at the Guinness line. At the Guinness line. I'm, I'm going to put it right there, too. Yeah. It is a different, it's a little different taste. more robust. Different taste. Yeah, different. It's a little smokier. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That, that little more uh, on the roasted part of it. And it definitely, it's a little stronger of a of a beer than the, four, what, go, what is Guinness weighing at? 4.4 or something like that? Yeah, this is a 5.8. 5. 5. Yeah. I'm going to go out of limb here. And I say, I think I actually like this a little bit better uh-huh. okay. than the Guinness because of the smokiness. We've had a lot of good Lost Coast uh, beers. Yeah, they they have the great white there, the uh, the white ale, and they have the tangerine wheat. That's another yeah, very good one. They have the downtown brown. That's another really good brown ale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they do they do a good job up there. Yeah, 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. All right, so before we start, are we uh, going to pour another beer? Wow, you're going fast. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, you tell me. Or we can work on this one first. Let's, right. let's get our first toast in. I, we have more than one toast tonight, correct? Uh, I believe we have Let's a get a toast yeah, in yes. and then open it. Right. <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can I'm here. Just, but I'm just, I saw we had a beer sitting there. And I'm like, whoa, right. what are we it's doing? It's like you're backed up to over there. So. Yeah, yeah so, I'm back. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm saving my Guinness to do my side-by-side. Uh, all, night long. all right, so, so you ready? You want, me to, you want me to do the toast? I'll go with my toast for tonight. Yes. Okay, so my toast is uh, for, um, there's two country singers out of Texas, Roger Krieger and Kevin Fowler. And they've teamed up to form the newest super group called Dos Barachos, which is Spanish for two barachos. Yes. And um, their album that they just... <laughs> Hold on, rec- let me look that up. Yeah. yeah that their album that they just recently released uh, in, in the intent on their website was to, this to bring beach vibes, party songs, and good times to everyone. Um, so you might ask why I'm toasting. Well, I really enjoy Roger Krieger's. I'm a big fan of both their music, but Roger Krieger especially. But them teaming together and creating this album, uh, they, they put together a, a, a remake or a cover of the Tom T. Hall classic song, I Like Beer. I love I that like song. Beer. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. I like beer. It helps me unwind. And sometimes it makes me feel mellow. So here's to uh, Dos Barachos for putting their spin on a classic and uh, bringing back uh, I Like Beer. Cheers. Cheers. So that wasn't the Tom T. Hall version? No, it's a little more modern version. I don't know if you <laughs> sounded like it was maybe recorded in a bar <laughs> with some help from their friends. Um, so yeah, think, a, little, a little different from the classic Do you think they version. heard our podcast and got reacquainted I, you know, I'm, with that I'm song? I'm thinking that maybe our podcast had something to do with bringing that back in. And they're like, hey, this one, I'm yeah. surprised it hasn't been covered more. We'll, I think they'll be contacting us soon. Say, hey, <laughs> they may. We, um, so I'll check the song. emails. There's a thank you sitting in my yeah. inbox. I'm certain. Yeah, so... So we do have a, a toasting beer that now I'm ready to share. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for playing the musical <laughs> clip because it'll give yeah. you a chance to, to catch up, Tom. Yeah. Uh, this, this comes from our friend Dave in Iowa. Very good. He sent this in his nice. pack, and I've been saving it for Stout Night. Uh, this is El Jefe. From, oh, I like the name. Oh, from Madhouse. And that's that's sp- Spanish for the Jefe. Yeah. That's right. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Or or El Boss. <laughs> yeah. Depending on which yeah. way you look at it. Madhouse Brewing in Iowa. And strap in, gentlemen, this one weighs in at 11.5% ABV, vanilla, cinnamon, and chilies mm. used in the Delicious. brewing of this imperial stout. Oh it is El Jefe, the boss, they say on the... On, right on the bottle. Right on so the bottle. Here, here it comes around. I'm a little nervous on this it's one. It's a bit syrupy when you pour it. Yeah, look at that. Uh, Dave Chilies, was very huh? Dave was very excited when we talked to him on the phone. He he was excited about this oh, one. Oh boy, look at that! It's viscous. <laughs> yes. Is that there, there? We go. Industry term. Oh, this is almost yeah. It's almost like a syrup. Yeah. Oh, the smell. Ooh, Quaker State or Pennzoil? Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> oh, this is a good cow. ten thirty, ten thirty or five twenty. Yeah. This for, they use it's, this in tractors. Yes, <laughs> in Iowa. I haven't I haven't tasted yet. Fantastic. I'm just looking at yeah. the thickness of now, it. Now the interesting thing for me is, I mean, thickness wise, it is it is thick, but there's no head on it when it's you like, pour. Yeah, it's oil. Oil. you can't get it. And I don't know if it's just. Oh, it smells. Yeah, yeah, I tried. Tried, but you can smell. 
You can smell a little bit of the chili in it. And the vanilla. And the vanilla. Wow. It smell and the cinnamon. Wow. Oh, it smells really good. It does smell really good. It smells fantastic. It's a lot of oh, It's that, a complex beer. There's a lot of flavors. There's wow. a lot of different flavors oh, in there. Yeah. That's really good. Heavy on the vanilla. Wow. Yeah, it's very heavy on the vanilla. At I first. agree. That's the first At thing. First then, the the chili, then the chili bites you on yeah, the back end. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not trying to figure out like why they... like. I, I think like... On the perineum? Yeah, yeah right on the perineum. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this one. I because re- I like it's it. good. Like it's it good. But it, I would love to try this beer without the chili. Like just as yeah. a straight yeah. vanilla, yeah. just yeah, as right, a right, straight right. vanilla. Not me. Style. Yeah. Not me. But maybe it's maybe this makes it with that chili in. Oh, it's it's good, and the cinnamon works with it for wow. some somehow. That is interesting. Yeah, huh? Maybe this, half the chili. That is unique. No, not half. The, all the chili. All the chili. chili. I, I like, like it. it. I like it as is. Yeah. Uh, Joe's fighting a little bit of a cold. This is formula. Mm-hmm. This is Vic's formula forty four D right and now. This is working. Yeah. And, could be good and, your and you know what? This is definitely probably has a, has medicinal it has quality. Medicinal value. I, I think and there's definitely medicinal value. Absolutely no way I could get through 16 ounces of no. this. But the, no. the amount I poured myself, yeah, about a four-ounce taster, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just right. for some sipping. I, I was a little nervous. <laughs> Starting to warm the chest up. So yeah, where, where does this one fall on the Thanks, Guinness Dave, line? This is slightly below yeah. the Guinness line because I really love Guinness. It's hard. It's hard to compared to Guinness. Yeah, it's a hard one it's to compare. It's a different beer it? than yeah. a Guinness. Yeah. It is definitely. To, it, to go head-to-head, it's apples and oranges, But yeah. I, so I would say, but head-to-head, since we, we established the Guinness line, I would we put did. it below the Guinness yeah. line. If I was, if I had six or seven black and tans, or half and halves, because I can totally tell the difference, uh, and then it was the end of the night, and someone said, you want to, you know, a little something before bed? Yeah. I'll take a, a, the, a shot of this. And the thing that I think that we, we, we didn't even mention at this point, 11.5%. For some, that's 11.5%. It's actually really smooth. Yeah. I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, so think that about that. Vanilla. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a really smooth beer for that heavy alcohol content. Plus, you know, if we rate anything above a Guinness, we could be walking down the street and an Irishman could just punch us in the face. That is true. But we may find one tonight. I, and so I got to gonna... tell you, I put a disclaimer. That's why I said it's bottled. Oh, yeah, it's bottled. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there you go. All Guinness, right. not All right. right. Not I, I put a lot of disclaimers on there so we wouldn't get punched in the nose. Not from the tap in, in Ireland. I've got a toast update Uh-oh. on Joe Marley. Do you guys remember Joe we Marley? love yeah. Joe. Joe. Rugby uh-huh. player from the Harlequins and English national team. Yeah. The uh, slightly Irish horse guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, I'm sorry about the result last week, but I'm going to give a better performance here at home against Bath. He's a slightly Irish horse. Well, I have a new brewmance, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I'm a little yeah. jealous, but okay. Thug, comedian, cliche master, philosopher king. There is apparently a controversy and debate all around this man. I don't know what he is, but I'm telling you, I'm hooked. I have spent more time than I can tell you watching video clips of Mr. Marler. And I don't know if he's wickedly smart with a razor sharp wit or if he isn't. (laughs) I, I can't tell. And I have invited a rugby expert, without asking you guys, a beer drinking friend, listener Phil, uh, to join us in a future episode to tell us a little bit more about Joe Marler because he's a rugby player. And I said, Joe Marler, and he knew, he knew. And I said, I need to know everything there is to know about him. And he said, does it get me on the podcast? I said, absolutely. 
So, anyways, nice. that's just a toast update. That'll Actually, no new news on Joe Marler. They haven't played the game to see if the horse went to the water to drink yeah. or <laughs> swim. swim. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, they play Saturday. I, you know, I think we need to make a quest. On our bucket list should be we travel across the pond and have a beer with Joe Marler. Yeah. That would oh, be, I'm in. Yeah, that, that, would, that's a, that would be Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about horses. I'm on a podcast. Do a remote podcast. Yeah. After we check uh, that, would worth, that would be box. worth the whole trip just to talk to Joe. That's too funny. And I, that's why I didn't want to get too much into Guinness because I know we have an Ireland trip planned for right. uh, uh, down gotta, the road. We got to invite Joe. Oh, he'll meet us there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've liked everything that he's put out. So, he's, you know, who's this guy that just went back two years into my Twitter account and Jeff's liked everything? Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff's a fan. <laughs> we have another toast by Slow Mo. I caught him right in a drink of his yeah, of his good. stout. Well Sorry. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one because it's a sad sad one that has a great happy ending. We like happy endings. So December fourteenth is a solemn day in Newton, Connecticut. It's the day marked by vigils and religious services to honor the children and educators killed by the gunmen in the Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, in 2012. Oh, we just right, came way the down. Toast, we, uh, we just came All way right, down Sunshine. here. It, I trust me. Okay. Go with me. But Saturday, the seventh anniversary of the shooting, the day of quiet remembrances was punctuated by a joyful celebration at the local high school football team won the state championship. Woo! And not only did Atta they boy. win it, they won it in epic fashion. In the game's final seconds, Newton quarterback Jack Street launched a soaring 36-yard pass to senior wide receiver Riley Ward, who scored as time expired to give the team a 13-7 win over Darien. The victory capped an undefeated season for the Nighthawks and formed a new and inspiring memory on a, on a difficult day for several of the team's players that, attend, that actually attended Sandy Hook the day of the shooting, like linebacker Ben Pinto, whose younger brother Jack was killed in the shooting. Our big congratulations and a toast to the Nighthawks in the community of Newton, Connecticut. Cheers. That's the good kind of stubbornness, right? Yeah. That's that good stubbornness. Like resilience. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Resilience. That's that's the word. Well, we're all feeling great. Thanks for bringing that upbeat story. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But there is nothing like high school football. And and I think... uh, talent and tom will remember when we were in high school and there were just seconds left in the game uh we watched someone probably throw a touchdown pass (laughs) maybe yeah yeah yeah, probably not for us actually probably for the other team when we were in high school (laughs) let's be honest uh it's time for roasts and i think i've got the first roast here uh bald eagle versus octopus doctor i know you saw this oh yeah okay Quatacino Bay, British Columbia, where we're headed. Oh, we this are April. heading there soon. Yes. Soon, salmon fishermen, although they're really salmon farmers, and that's for a different podcast, mm, right? Yeah. Rescued a bald eagle that was being drowned by an octopus. Apparently, the bald eagle went out for a little calamari, mm-hmm. bit off more <laughs> than he could chew. That'll be squid, but that's yeah. okay. The octopus grabbed back, latching onto the eagle. Pulpo. The fishermen were going to just let nature have its way, like Steve Irwin used to say. It's uh-huh. nature's way. Uh, uh, but in the end, they couldn't bear to watch the eagle drown, so they hauled in the octopus, released the eagle. What did so they do with the octopus? They let it go, oh, too. Wow. Yeah. They talked about that, though, as they yeah. pulled it in the video. Yeah. Well, back to the roast part of this. Oh, Bald eagle. Stay in your, your lane. lane. <laughs> He's lucky there wasn't a bull shark just sitting yeah. there waiting. Right? It would have been... 
right. good night now. Stay yeah. out of the water. You're lucky it was an octopus, well, not a yeah, bull not shark. Not a bull shark. Right? Yeah. But I got to step in as the you know, resident. Yeah, I'm about, I that's mean, why you're here? That, that's what bald eagles do. I mean, they they hunt they in the water, yeah. so they're hunting for fish. So that bald eagle probably thought it was some nice little red little fish, but it was just the tentacle of an octopus. He grabbed that tentacle, and the octopus said, oh, no, you don't, and just basically you know, latched onto the bald eagle. And there it you was go. a really big octopus. Yeah. It was a big, and a bald, big bald eagle, yeah. And once bald eagles claw into something, they can't let go. So they do drown, actually, if oh, yeah. they get too big of a salmon or something, because they latch on and there's no, there's no reverse button for them. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight, Marlon Perkins yeah. from Mutual <laughs> Omaha's Wild Animal hey. Kingdom. No, I've been to Alaska three times. Hey, nice, I've, Joe. I've heard three the story. Times. I learned yeah. so much on this podcast. Thank you, Mr. Nature. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All Come right. to the mountains. So, once yeah. back to the stubbornness thing. Once yeah, they so, latch on. So, no, note to self, thing. never let a bald eagle land on my shoulder or my arm because right. it could be painful. It's a longer list than that, is talent. That, is yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> All right. But it's note a good to self, start with that. stay away start from bald that. eagles. Yeah. And yeah, you stay in your lane. Yeah. And octopus and yeah. bull sharks. I think yeah. the octopus was just sunning as Pyrenees. <laughs> that too. might have been. It is. It's the latest thing. So We got another roast. Slow-mo, you got a roast. Yeah, I want to... I'm going to roast the state of Utah. And this wow, is, an come entire on, state. state. Taking down the whole yeah. state. And, and this good, is, this good is times in Utah. This is kind of around. This is going to offend all of our I Like Beer listeners That's in Utah, true. by yeah. the way. Yeah. Well, maybe just the government anyway. <laughs> uh, and this, oh, the government. It's, 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 kind of, it's kind of a pour one out, literally, in this regard. Oh. So on Friday, which was the unlucky 13th for people who hate to see beer get tossed, the Utah Department of Alcohol and Beverage Control transported 275 oh, cases. No, no, no. Of I see where this is going. Stop. And cans oh, from no. its Salt Lake City warehouse to Wasatch, Wasatch Research Recovery in North Salt Lake City, disposing of thousands of gallons of drinkable oh, beer why? worth almost thousand dollars It's a crime against humanity. It no. is, isn't it? Authorities say they were legally required to dump the beer from state-owned liquor stores because the new law allowed those beers to be sold in private I wish stores a bull shark instead. just jumped yeah. out of North What's Salt that? Lake no, and exactly. ate them up. Yeah. Utah had long, had long prohibited grocery and convenience stores from selling beer stronger than 4% alcohol by volume. Everything else was sold at state liquor stores. So in essence, they poured one out. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't that be illegal to dump perfectly good yeah. beer? Come right. On. I mean, there are people somewhere that could have drank that beer. There are Wasteful. starving children in Africa. Yeah. I was always told that when I was careless, a kid. cruel. Yes. yes. The uh, I've got a long population. list of, of synonyms for yeah, what that yeah, is. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, uh, the that is doctor's a wearing his uh, Wasatch Brewing, Wasatch brewing yeah, uh, right. shirt today. Oh, shh. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not great, to be shared. That's yeah. a great place to go to. There's some really good breweries in Salt Lake City. We're saving that one. We're going to save this one, and we're going to switch it up to one of uh, Talon's beers. Ooh. Oh. Which okay. one are we going with? Audible. Tom, I like Tom brought a big bad boy, oh. so we're going to save I like that. it. We're keeping the beer flowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going with Hen House Oyster Stout. Oh, mm. all right. So, so back to Hen House. If you guys remember last uh, time I brought some stuff from Hen House, it's a really cool brewery up in like, kind of the Santa Rosa, Petaluma area. Um, but this one, I actually, it was really cool. I tried it there, and what was really cool about it is it's an oyster stout. So this is a stout that they actually brew with whole oysters. Huh. Uh, it's only got 4.8% uh, ABV, um, and basically their saying of it here is that it comes with whole oysters from Hog Island Oyster Company, which is just north of the Golden Gate. They use California-grown malt from Admiral Maltings, and then they've added uh, sea salt that comes straight out of the bay. 
Um, and so they say the oysters kind of provide a calcium that brings out the chocolate and coffee notes from the roast barley and then also grant a slight kind of uh, brine aroma to it. So it's good for your bones. It's good calcium. for everything. There yeah. So and then uh, so again, this oyster stout, it's uh, it's made out of Bodega Bay in California Central Valley. And they say it tastes a little bit like a salted brownie. So we'll kind of see what it tastes like here. So, again, if you're looking at color, it's got a really nice, rich, dark color. It smells so good, and I was and really, the- really impressed uh, with their porter. Yeah. I, I sent yeah. them, a, I sent them a message, and they responded back. I told them how impressed I was with that, yeah. how we were impressed with the porter. A little um, salty. Well, that's it the, smells your oyster. It smells yeah. like chocolate, salted chocolate. I don't, I don't taste the no, oyster. No, I don't smell chocolate. I no, I smell the chocolate. I smell yeah. like oyster. But that's the salted. That's what they said. It gives it that brine, kind of that taste to it. You know, isn't it amazing in this podcast how everything comes back to the sea? You know, we got the oysters <laughs> and. You know, oyster stout comes yeah, from, uh, because I read 15 pages on stouts <laughs> earlier today, <laughs> uh, comes from when, in the 1800s, when stouts were being touted as healthy for you, you know, good for what ails you. And doctors, doctors were saying, <laughs> I love, no, I want mine, don't, don't you touch mine. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it's a good, it's a good I stout. Think, I think it's delicious. Yeah. Get back to what you're talking Tell us about your oyster no, I'm, I'm watching lane, them wrinkle their noses uh, at this stout, uh, and I think it's absolutely delicious. This is my uh, favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, they were putting all kinds of healthy thing, oatmeal into it into stout milk into stouts as a way to say that you know doctors were prescribing you need to drink more stout keep your health up and oysters uh, shellfish in general were considered good for the digestion because you're in england and all you're eating is meat for every meal so surprise surprise if you have a little seafood that your stomach feels better but they were putting mm. oysters into well, they were having oysters with stouts, and then they just put them in put the them stouts. In. Plus, it's good for your little libido. It is. Well, that's what, right. that's what they right. say. Yeah. Yeah. Just like sun in your parent name. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. really like this. No, it, it's not. I actually think it's a really interesting taste. It's, I'm going to be the only one that puts this above the but, Guinness. But I would, not, oh. I would not put it above I the see Guinness. Tom, no. I see Tom's donating his to me. Yes. So Really? I would put this right below the Guinness line. I'm but I actually the lowest. I, yeah, I actually, this sets the yeah. baseline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. We're no, usually no, dialed in so tight. Yeah. No, I would. I would say this is my second favorite. The Guinness has been my favorite. This was my second favorite. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That was the awkward pause, ladies and gentlemen, as I was watching them. <laughs> Abandon ship. Abandon <laughs> ship. That's exactly it. Well, I'm. Well, I'm thinking. This is fantastic. Wow, I'm going to be trying to fight over them to talk about, and we're all going to want to talk about how good this is. I I really like this. So Hen House, Jeff's with you. I'm Jeff's with you 100% on the... It's a great brewery. You got to try it. I actually bought, I didn't bring it tonight, but I'll bring it another night. They have a Do a Blondale too. That's a fantastic one. I'd like to try that one. Yeah, so it's very good. Don't need to try this one again. All right. Okay. So we're at uh, Pour pour One Out there. And I think it's time for Pour One Out. I'm... I've got to pour one out. I'm, I'm still in shock. <laughs> I like it when people agree with me. It makes me feel good about myself. And Do you want me to go first? Uh, no, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Yours is yours is going to be really stressful, and I, I already know. I don't know. What, Lots of highs I just, and lows. I just Lots feel like, lows, yeah. you know, the worst day in American history, but there's a silver lining. I just I feel that's coming. I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to pour one out quickly to the apostrophe. The apostrophe. The apostrophe. The battle to save the much-abused apostrophe has taken a bitter blow 
after society dedicated to preserve the society dedicated to preserving it announced plans to close chairman of the apostrophe protection society john richards 96 <laughs> years old <laughs> declared that ignorance and laziness has finally won and as an english major who's isn't always perfect in his grammar and mechanics, but who always tries. I feel your pain, Chairman Richards. It's becoming more and more true that the rules just don't count anymore. Rules, the thread that holds fabric of civilized society together are unraveling and nobody cares. And to add insult to injury, the article on the UK Metro News website contained two misused apostrophes. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, just, uh, just when you think things can't get any worse, yeah. I feel like we've fallen so yeah. far. Yeah. Folks, I, I know it's, it's over, but apostrophes are, I guess now, were important. They matter. Apostrophes they, matter. They can be the difference between knowing your crap and knowing your crap. Exactly. <laughs> Farewell, sweet apostrophe. I will miss you. Well, I think, you know, as this texting age comes about, all punctuation is going to go, by the way. So Not right? me. Because you got to change the screen to the next, you know. As all of yeah. you know, I text in complete sentences. Right. It, hey, I will take that extra time to make sure that my punctuation is correct in my text. How are your apostrophes in your text? Oh, they're beautiful. They they're beautiful. They well executed. Do you, yes. do you highlight, yeah. you bold them? Oh, surprise, surprise. There's more of this in-house left in the can for me. <laughs> Not anymore. You just finished it. I'm yep. still working on this Lost Coast. This is good. Finishing that off. They're, they're very good. Um, pour one out, Tom. Prove yeah. me wrong. <laughs> Wait, is, what's going yes. on here? What the well, hell? Uh, well, unfortunately, I wanted to acknowledge the passing of one oh of my favorite my actors. <laughs> Shoot me now. Hey, this is stubbornness. He's staying yeah, true. He's staying true to him. Staying in my lane, yeah. Todd. Yeah. Staying in my nice. lane. Uh, Rene Abergenois, who passed away from cancer at the age of 79. Oh, my God. December we all 8th. love cancer. The Gifted Antonio. We're an anti-cancer podcast. Yes, we're I'm definitely anti-cancer. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. The Gifted Antonio Award-winning performer shared his talent across all the forms of the art including stage and theater, television, film, and voice acting. Some of the American actors and sing, actor and singers, many highlights included his first role on Broadway in 1968 as The Fool in King Lear. Oh, I remember that Did you one. see that one, Jeff? <laughs> I think you might have seen it once 1968. <laughs> <laughs> Missed out on that yeah, one. Yeah, did you? <laughs> I unfortunately did, too. I was the crying baby in the back yes. of, the, <laughs> of the theater. I was going to say, weren't you there as a crying baby? Yeah. <laughs> In the, uh, now but, in the role of you, crying baby, I you, have always wanted to be in a Shakespearean play, so that would have been my guess, my big chance. Been your place. You, you might have seen him in the 1970 classic Mash as Father Francis Mulcahy. Oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> he was good. Drinking stouts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In the 80s, he shared he starred for seven seasons with Robert Guillaume on ABC's sitcom Benson as Clayton Endicott the Third. I remember that. That was a funny show. I don't. No. Uh, in 89. Young moviegoers came to know him as the voice of the, in The Little Mermaid as the chef who sings Les Poissons. Oh, there you go. That's Les Poissons. Les Poissons, how I love Les Poissons. Love to chop and to serve little fish. First I cut off their heads and I pull out their bones. I'm a wee, ça c'est toujours belly. Ouch. Is yeah. that French for the Poissons yes. or Los Poissons? I think it's Los Poissons. Les Poissons. Yeah. Los, I think it's Los. It's Los. Yeah. Then uh, in in the 90s, he played Odo, the shape-shifting uh, chief of security on Star Trek's Deep Space Nine. I, Classic missed, I missed character. that one. 
You did? I, really? I missed that. I don't, I don't, he was the chief. I was I even, Come on. He I had the brown suit. <laughs> oh, you were getting married or something. Oh, I God. really wanted him to have a wardrobe change yeah. on that show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Well, he changed. He just changed shapes instead of wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from 2004 to 2008, he was on Boston Legal as Paul Lewinston, the managing partner at Crane Pool and Schmidt. That was a funny show. I missed that one, too. And then in 2018, he was inducted in the American Theater Hall of Fame. Abhijanawa is survived by his wife of 56 years. That's, that's, cool. that's impressive. That's probably the most impressive there you go. Yeah, right. There. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I had to put that in there. They were married when they were 10? Yeah. yeah, right. 10. Boy. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, he's he 79. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. math we can let do. Me, yeah, exactly. Let me, this is pre-stout math I could have done. <laughs> this is, let me use my metric system. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He had two children, Remy Luke. He's married at short of. Yeah. And Tessa, the... And their spouses. He also had three grandchildren. In a statement, his son Remy praised the work of his father, uh, who did who did work with Doctors Without Borders. He called his father, quote, a proud, progressive, and consummate professional and craftsman. He was married to my mother for fifty six years. He was a dedicated father, grandfather, and he had a fantastic sense of humor. So right. toast, Renee. Renee. Hey, nice. Renee. Sorry, I missed Salute. most of your career. 17, I think. That's, yeah. I have also been called a consummate something. Yes. yes, you have. This afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. Listeners, we are having all kinds of fun drinking stouts and talking about stubbornness, uh, but we are going to make this our gift to you. Happy holidays. You're welcome. We're making this a two-parter, so uh, stay tuned. For some reason, we need to take a little break, but we're coming back soon with part two of Stouts and Stubborn. I like beer, the podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.